Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly here. The News Gazette sports writers are also in the house, and we're with you until the 6 o'clock hour here on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Hope all things are going well in this Monday afternoon that's been sunny and soggy and rainy and wet and sometimes sunny and rainy at the same time. Matt Daniels with us, the sports editor of the News Gazette. How you doing, Matthew? Hang on. We got uh, issues going here. Now we go. I'm doing better now. I turned my mic on. No, I turned your mic on. You could tell on me. No, <laughs> I, it's fine. I, I There's a button here that <laughs> I could hit. It just, I, it, I didn't before. So I'm doing same, well, though. Same here. I could stay dry this afternoon. I've got to so. hit the master button exactly. to, get, to get you on the air. <laughs> Scott Ritchie in the house as well. Bob Osmussen, how you guys? Bob, you okay? I'm okay. I'm not great. <laughs> My favorite player got hurt for the I was the wondering year. how long that was going to happen. Boy, that, that was a tough one, wasn't it? Was. I, it's my fault because on Friday mm-hmm. on the show, yep. I complained about him not being able to play an All-Star game at home. And then he got hurt the next day. So it's completely on me. I felt horrible. <laughs> so, so Sorry, Ronald, for you. He's, I'm sure he's listening. And he, I think he has surgery today tomorrow. So he'll be fine. He'll yeah, be he will, but that, that's a shame. It's horrible. A guy like that and then out for the season. Yeah, and he's having a great year. And oh well, <laughs> hopefully they'll trade for somebody else soon. It's the like most tomorrow. This is the most downtrodden I've seen Bob Osmussen. I, uh, I, I mean, since Nebraska lost in the NCAA tournament I, in basketball, I was almost in tears. That I really was. I mean, it was really sad because you know it wasn't like he was. It was a freaky thing, but also a, a thing where he's trying, trying to make a great play. And it happens. Sports injuries happen. Plus, weren't they? Well, wasn't he getting hit a lot hit by, by, by that team? <laughs> by, the by the Marlins, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you know, he's just trying to make a play. Uh, just one of those freaky things happens. It's make, and sad. Well, but it's okay. Now, nobody in our uh, <laughs> listenership cares other than me. There's probably five Braves fans in town, but they know they all we're all in pain. Well, the Cardinals and the Cubs are probably happy for a break. But the All-Star break, they didn't play yesterday because of the weather. They'll play a doubleheader later on, but uh, not a lot to shout about in either one of those camps. Cardinals are on a winning streak <laughs> of, uh, of one game. So, it's not uh, a streak, is it, technically? Or? Uh, well, the way the Cardinals have <laughs> been playing, uh, it's a streak. <laughs> yeah, it's, one is enough, okay. Scott Ritchie is here as well. We had a chance to uh, bump into each other earlier in the day down at Savoy National, as we like to call it, the Kendall Gill golf outing to benefit Cunningham Children's Home was going on, may still be going on. If they, had, they may have had a weather delay somewhere along the way, but two waves of golfers, one that went off uh, shortly before noon, another one scheduled uh, at uh, 1 o'clock. Both courses, the orange and the blue, were occupied. Brad Underwood was there. Of course, Kendall Gill was there. We had a chance to uh, talk to both those guys, and we've got some audio from them. You'll hear them on a couple of subjects. Kendall will talk about uh, the golf outing now in his 32nd year. He'll also uh, give us some thoughts on what he would tell Kofi Coburn if he had the chance to talk to him. And Brad Underwood will talk a little bit about uh, the Kofi situation and uh, some of the, the workouts going on by the current guys. Did you learn uh, anything more than that? that? Those are some of the headlines that I came out of there with. I mean, maybe not. A lot of breaking news no. today in Savoy, but uh, it's just, I mean, the the biggest 
talking point for Illinois basketball right now, especially since you know they have their third assistant hired, and Tim Anderson happened you know at the end of last week. It's Kofi Coburn, and the way that that Brad sort of phrased it is he's they had been you know having conversations with him, and he's their player and. Until he's not, which I don't know if that engenders a lot of maybe good feelings for the Illinois fan base. That well, it's true. Yes, but yeah, it's, <laughs> there's certainly a possibility that he's he ours will, until he's not. He will not be back at Illinois next year, considering he's in the transfer portal. But uh, they'll take him, though. Yeah, well, a hundred percent. Right. Illinois goes from being, I think, still a good team next year to being a potentially very good or great team, depending on kind of how. You know, the rest of the roster sh- shakes out, and now they kind of grow into this coming season. But uh, until there's clarity on Kofi's situation, like there's a lot of question marks kind of around Illinois basketball still. Yeah, nobody seems to know when that uh, clarification might come. Could come. Could yeah, I guess it'll come when it comes, right? <laughs> Some, yeah, sometime uh, before November. Well, I would imagine it would have to. August. What happens sooner? Kofi Coburn announces his college choice or the time it took Illinois to fill out its coaching staff? Well, I think he's got a maybe a more a hard deadline coming up where he's going to need to be enrolled at, uh, right. in classes somewhere. Um, yeah, the, the coaching search process took you know, a good uh, three months to, you know, to just totally revamp. To totally know. announce it. I don't know if the search took that long, but... Yeah, well, I think <laughs> Tim Anderson was the guy maybe for a month before right. he was officially the guy, and then he, he's still not officially the guy until <laughs> July 26th because that's his start date. So just the wild offseason continues. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, Kofi's got, a, I think, four weeks, five weeks maybe before classes will start at Illinois, then, or maybe he finds a place where classes don't start till September and he can hold off even longer, but... Uh, you will have to decide here shortly. I'm not sure how some of these fans are going to be able to to make it through. They, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> some of those guys need to be uh, need to maybe find another hobby here for a few weeks. They're they're pretty wrapped up in it. Well, yeah, and and again, I know we 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 say this with all kidding aside. Like the the fans are vitally important they're you know obviously what makes us have our jobs that we do i mean if there wasn't fan interest you know no one would read what we write or care what we say at all so that's my glass half full outlook on on that subject but kofi coburn is a hugely vital piece for illinois men's basketball and if he decides to come back you're looking at a team that's maybe a favorite to win the big 10 title maybe a top 10 team in the country i, mean, I think all those things would be true and, and if he doesn't come back then you're looking at a team that's likely projected in the middle of the pack and outside the top 25 and you know I, th- I think his brand if you will mm-hmm. is better here than, oh, it, than it would be 100 anywhere else exactly however it's not like he's from Illinois. It's not mm-hmm. like he's a Chicago guy like Iowa. It's not like he. I mean, Iowa saw what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a hero forever. Yeah. And the fact that he left early, there's no problem with anybody because he didn't leave early to go to another school. He left early to turn pro. But, you know, in, in all honesty, Kofi probably had to look at a map at one point not too long ago <laughs> to figure out where Illinois was 
when Orlando Antigua uh, first started recruiting him. So you don't have that mm-hmm. that tie you might have with another player. No, exactly. And and Bob touches on it in his, his column tomorrow, and I'm going to steal his line that I think he's going to say, but he's got more earning power in Champaign than he does in Lexington or Chapel oh. Hill right now at least. Now maybe that changes if he does decide to transfer and leads the program to a national title all. But as we sit here the second Monday in July – Kofi Coburn, I think, has more earning potential here in Champaign-Urbana than he does any place else. Well, one of the things that Brad said today, Bob, you heard uh, some of this too, that they don't really know how to handle the NIL yet. That's a a great answer for him. That's what I would say as long as I can. Right. Because there's no reason for him to get into it. That's a school thing. So he's got to, you know, protect, protect, protect his guys, let them know he's on their side, which he is. But, yeah, that was interesting he said that. That was I thought that's probably a smart thing to say because it is no. It may not be the same here, Scott, as it is in other states. It won't be. Yeah, I mean, because there's sort of the the broad NCAA legislation which they rushed through because they had to. I mean, literally at the last minute they approved NIL for everyone. But, yeah, there's different laws in different states. And, you know, you look at – I mean, just as an example, Illinois athletes can't use – any Illinois logo or university anything if they have like branded like a t-shirt like if say Andre Carbello has a t-shirt he can't have the black eye on it but it's different than like Syracuse Buddy Bayheim could he have has, like a block A I'm not sure <laughs> a block AC but like at Syracuse orange and blue. come up with his old logo I guess yeah. at Syracuse uh, Buddy Beheim has Buddy Buckets T-shirts, and they've got the Syracuse logo front and center. So it, it's different everywhere. It's in it's in Illinois. Illinois is the one saying you can't do that. They should change their mind. If they can change their mind, change their mind. Let them use whatever they want. I mean, I, literally, I would be on the I would be at the high end in terms of being permissive here. There's no there's no glory in being last. You know. I mean, if you get, you think it'll help for you guys to put out a black eye on something, let them do it. And why would you not do that? Here's what. Uh, here's part of what Brad Underwood had to say about Kofi today. I think we all have to understand that 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 these are all educational times for guys to learn and gather as much information as they can on, on whatever front that is, and and that's where Kofi's at, and and. Uh, um, you know, he knows he's got a tremendous legacy here and has been a part of what we're doing. And uh, we're always we're always here to show him our love and help and, and whatever that uh, whatever that looks like. So we'll uh, uh, we'll be supportive of him any way we can. Well, we don't know much about NIL. I you know I I think would be foolish to speculate too much on that. I think there's a lot of parameters out there. I think that. Uh, uh, you know, having the fan base we have, having the social media activity that we have, uh, we've hired a company in Open Doors that, that has been uh, will be phenomenal. I think that uh, his stature uh, in terms of, of, of college basketball will obviously plays into uh, that being very good for him. But uh, you know, you've got to be able to to uh, understand we don't have a lot of guidelines yet in how this is actually going to work or an example and. And Kofi might be um, the guiding light in that. Who knows? That's Brad Underwood earlier today in town, uh, just back in town. He was out uh, watching AAU basketball throughout the um, the weekend and putting in some air miles and car miles as well. As I mentioned, uh, Kendall Gill 
was asked about what he would tell Kofi if Kofi uh, gave him a telephone call. I would tell Kofi to come back to Illinois. I was disappointed that he entered the portal. And I understand that there's a lot of shiny objects out there, other schools. I don't think that he's ready for the NBA yet. Uh, of course, we know the, the, the center position in the NBA has changed. You got centers shooting three-point shots now. If he can develop a 15 to 17 foot jump shot, then I think that he'll have a long NBA career. But he doesn't have that yet. So he needs to stay in school as long as he can to, to develop those skills, um, preferably here at Illinois. Um, and then I think that he'll have a long future in, in the NBA. But one of the things that I don't like about college basketball now is that you can enter a portal when you've already established yourself at a school. You know, I, I would hate to see Kofi in another uniform when I already think of him as an Illini. And I tell guys this all the time, recruit. You don't know how much of a benefit it is to graduate from the University of Illinois or attend the University of Illinois after you're done playing. Kids don't, kids don't think about that because there is life after basketball. And you know what? 30-something years later, any one of the flying line I can walk down the street in Chicago and everybody will know who they are. I guarantee you that. But they don't think of it. That's Kendall Gills. Good points there, Matt. Pretty wise words. Uh, don't know what else I can say that, uh, to enhance that at all, but he's right in the fact that the final line I are beloved still here in, in Champaign-Urbana and, and will be for years and decades to come still just on that lasting effect they have. And Kofi Coburn's got a chance to have that same type of legacy 30 years from now if he decides to come back to Illinois and continue his success on the court and I'm sure he's going to have success off the court too with all the the name image likeness as well. We've got the uh, telephone lines open on Monday night sports talk. If you'd like to join us 217-356-9397. Let's uh go to the phones now and uh, caller uh, John from Washington DC. Hey John, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Uh yeah, I've asked this question before but um Matt and Bob used to do, before the football season, uh, the 50 most important Illini for the coming season and also the 50 top teams. And I was wondering if that's ever going to appear ever again. Uh, well, at some point. Don't know if it will uh, this summer at all. I think we might have missed the boat on uh, 50 days or before training yeah. camp. Um, that was on my mind of things to do at some point in the summer, but I think with the the high school sports winding up as late as they did and uh, still kind of getting back to somewhat of a normal sports cycle on the calendar, I think. It's definitely something we will consider. Maybe we just do a top 25 in August, counting down to the uh, kind of the season instead of, you know, the top 50 starting it like we do and used to do in June. Uh, before training camp rolls around, but it's it's still on our radar. It's just obviously last year we didn't do it because we had okay. no idea when the season was going to start. Um, but it's something that I think we'll consider maybe even before this upcoming season. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to rank all the teams before the season starts. I think I'll, yeah, I'll, we're going to do. Bob, Bob's got some projects coming up in August yeah. that'll run on three consecutive Sundays, uh, where he's going to look at the top. Uh, I can't remember. The we're going to change it so anyway. Teams. 
players. Oh, we are changing this uh, to our <laughs> okay. teams, players, and Big Ten. News to me. But I would like to wait, not do games. Wait a second. Sports editor. Uh, I think we're going to do games still. I, I've been a Sports long time. Sports reporter. <laughs> pretty pretty sure we're still going to do games. Games. So let's. Actually, we'll, that's we'll, four weeks then. We'll 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 we'll, okay. we'll change. But you no, cost trouble there. We did <laughs> we did games last year, Bob, and and you ranked a hundred of them, and probably thirty of them actually got played. So that's, yeah, let's not do that. Then. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll still do games. People teams people, for sure. People like to look forward to games. Okay. So you you do, Bob. I do, but I'm weird. You just don't want to do the work. Is what you're I don't want to rank 150 games, 100 games, but it's fine. I'll do it. Boys, don't need to argue. So who, we're, we're Go ahead, John. So who do you think the top newcomer for the team is going to be who didn't play on the team last the year? The top newcomer? Is that what you said? Yeah. Somebody who didn't play on the team last year is going to really have an impact. Ooh, great question. And I think could go a lot of different, different I well, kind of his newcomer, but I think uh, Isaiah Williams' Williams' new role. I consider him almost uh, like a new player because he's playing receiver, which he didn't play before. Right. So I, I would put him. He's going to have the greatest impact. Somebody that didn't have as much of an impact as last last year. I put him first. Okay. And that, that's not quite what you asked, but I think he got a fixable role there. Well, yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Hey, John. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Yep, we approach of five twenty-six. Need to take a break. We'll do that and be back with more Monday night sports talk. More from Kendall Gill. More from Brad Underwood, and more phone calls. If you'd like to join us, two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Back after this. Five thirty WDWS Champagne Urbana. This is Monday night sports talk. Steve Kelly here with you, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. Phone line open, 217-356-9397. We're at the All-Star break in baseball. The Home Run Derby is coming up uh, tonight. The All-Star game tomorrow. The Major League Baseball draft is ongoing. And a little bit of a local tie this afternoon in one of those, uh, what round was it? Uh, yeah, in the third round, third of, round. Of, of today's draft, uh, Dylan Dodd, a uh, 2016 graduate of Bismarck Henning High School, uh, got picked by the Atlanta Braves, uh, 96 overall pick. Uh, he uh, was a multi-sport athlete in, in high school for the Blue Devils, played baseball, football, and, and boys basketball, and then uh, went to Kankakee Community College out of high school, played there for a couple seasons, then transferred to Southeast Missouri State. Uh, where he kind of focused full-time on pitching. He's a lefty. He's about 6'3", 210, and uh, had a great spring uh, this past spring in 2021. He uh, was a super senior, took advantage of the extra year of eligibility, and it certainly worked out for him because his uh, projected uh, draft value, I think, is just shy of or just north of $600,000 with his selection today by the Braves. Uh, So great to see another local product uh, especially picks Ohio. i mean first 100 picks of the draft and, and he's a guy that was the ohio valley conference pitcher of the year at semo this past season they made the NCAA tournament and he was a huge reason why so uh we'll have to see where his uh, his pro career takes him now we've got two eiu panthers in the house in right. uh, matt daniels and Scott Ritchie, and they had a player take it in the first round. Yeah, a player I didn't know about till last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trey Sweeney, uh, you know, taken to the first round by the New York Yankees. So to go from, from Charleston to uh, playing at Coach's Stadium to possibly playing at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx is uh, 
quite the adjustment, but um, yeah, I'm sure Marcus Jackson is, uh, you know, doing bat flips right now, uh, knowing his alma mater and the program he used to play for produced uh, a first round pick. I think it's only the third ever first round pick in, in EIU history. I should yeah, know there this. are two in the '80s. Kevin Seitzer. I don't know if he was a first round pick. Okay. I don't think he was. Okay. I saw the two names. Tim Bargara, maybe. Yeah, I'm not right. Th- yeah, those two are the I'd say the more notable, yeah, famous right. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, c- couldn't tell you the names. Just that it was in the '80s, and when they were drafted, I was maybe like two years old. <laughs> well, when you I noticed he's you 34, per- right? Today, today or yesterday? No, this weekend. This week, okay. I noticed you perked up a little bit when you heard that six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's uh, <laughs> shouldn't have quit little league when you did. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, Dylan Dodd is a guy that uh, you know. Hopefully, some of our readers remember dating back to his time in high school. He was, like I said, he was a multi-sport athlete. He was a, a first-team all-area football pick for us his senior season. He was a first two-time first-team all-area baseball pick uh, for the Blue Devils as well, and. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of hometown pride. And Colin Likas, our preps coordinator, does an excellent job. Caught up with him this afternoon. Shortly after he got drafted, he was back home in, in Bismarck just watching the draft on how everyone else kind of watches it now on, on Draft Tracker. Obviously, the first round was was televised last night on ESPN and MLB Network. But he just had his parents, some friends, and his grandparents were all there to, to take in the moment. And uh, he's not sure when he'll, you know, report or when he, he might start a season, especially with the minors kind of being a different place now than they were um you know in, in the last couple drafts because there's no rookie ball or short season league to go to there's only four affiliates for every every club so he's part of a an elect group and i um, pretty sure too that uh, he's the the first ever bismarck henning grad to get picked in the draft and to do so in the third round is, is mighty impressive good stuff 534-217-356-9397 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in uh, Scott, let's go back to basketball a little bit. And the coaching staff was out and about, to say the least, <laughs> over the weekend uh, looking at AAU games. Brad Underwood said maybe he got four hours sleep uh, one night <laughs> during that time. But uh, there's no off season for those guys right now, is there, with the, the transfer portal and everything else that's going on? Yeah, and then add in having to hire three new assistants. Exactly. <laughs> he said he has not touched his golf clubs in over a month. So that's that's a shame. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the the coaches, the sort of the primary events this past weekend were in Alabama and Georgia, and got I, Illinois got a chance to see some kind of priority recruits, uh, including Jaden Epps, who's a four star guard, originally from Virginia, but he's going to play his senior year at a prep school in North Carolina because that's what you do these days when you're a, a four star and. Recruit and above, a lot of them do. And then they also watched the Illinois Wolves play quite a bit. Um, they were in Georgia. And so on that 17U team, we got guys like Jaden Shute, Braden Huff, um, the 16U team, uh, Asa, Asa Thomas out of Lake Forest. So um, the Wolves uh, have had players for you know a long time, but Illinois hasn't really been able to recruit that program successfully since Tracy Abrams and Egwu combo, uh, which has been a while. Uh, but you know, they got some, some talent there, and I think Jeff Alexander's really kind of helped kind of foster that relationship a little bit more. And, you know, Braden Huff, Jaden Shute, both priority targets in the Those 2022 guys class. Those up too, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Jaden just got an offer from Duke, so 
that happened. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when Duke or Kentucky or Kansas or you know, kind of swoop in, it's late because you know Jaden shoots recruitment took off last summer. Illinois was the first time major offer for him, and then the rest of the Big Ten came calling. Um, but now Duke's involved, and we'll see what that means. But yeah, Braden Huff, Illinois is sort of in a reverse position. He got going a little bit last summer. They offered, you know, just you know last month, but have really made a push for him. Kind of an intriguing, you know, guy like six nine, ability to stretch the floor, and then like he plays some point for the Illinois Wolves. Like he'll he'll initiate, bring the ball up, initiate their offense. So a uh, little point forward action there. Got a lot of offers out there. We've talked about that before, and uh, uh, 2022 offers, 2023, anything 2024 offers out there yet? Oh yeah, um, not as many. Right, certainly I would hope not. Uh, for the just the guys that just finished their freshman year in high school and won't be in college uh, for a while. But um, how soon yeah. can you offer a guy? Oh, whenever you offer him in eighth grade. Yeah, there's, I mean, limits to when like you can contact them directly, but you yes. Like through their parent or middle school coach, that sounds awful. <laughs> well, Ken, Kendall Gill introduced to Brad Underwood his just graduated eighth grader Phoenix Gill today, who is six one, and he's transferring to. Um, well, he's not transferring, but he's going to play at Saint Ignatius High School in Chicago. And I just, you know, I thought it was interesting to watch those three guys talk with each other. Yeah, well, Illinois offered uh, just. Eight class of twenty twenty four recruits. Um, yeah. Well, then there's also, but, but what does that bring the total to? Ninety something. Well, there's thirty two class of twenty twenty three offers out, and then sixty three in class of twenty twenty two. And the people, you know, the conspiracy theories that uh, theorists that say Illinois misses on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you got that many offers out, and you might have three or four commitments a, a, a year, you're going to miss on most everybody. Yeah, it's a pretty high percentage. It's like a sales miss. job. Because yeah. five five guys still play basketball all the time, right? They haven't changed the rules or anything Correct. Just to, to yeah, fit the offer list. Just uh, 13 total scholarships for every program to use. Although this year, or this coming season, will be a little different because the, the super seniors add to that list, but that's just for the one year. Uh, let's talk a little bit about a young man named Kevin O'Bainer from Oral Roberts, who has apparently put Illinois in a list of 10, soon to be cut down to four sometime soon. Yeah, he got to 10 over the weekend, and then soon we'll have a top four. So he's moving quickly with his list. We'll see if Illinois six and the, the, when it gets down to four. But, uh, Is Ohio State in his top 10? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, that's where I, I would, remember the name. Would he be welcomed in Columbus? I'm, I'm, sure I'm not sure. Chris Holtman would. Chris Holtman would be fine with yeah. it. Um, I mean, they, he, except he's essentially EJ Liddell. I mean, they okay. they would be a little too similar. But uh, so it's top ten you know, for the Oral Roberts transfer, who along with Max Asmus kind of became the story of the NCAA tournament for a, a week. You know, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen, but he's in the portal. Uh, Aceman's actually withdrew from the draft because he wasn't going to get picked, and it's going back to Oral Roberts. So they could have been a heck of a team, but O'Banner uh, has got Arizona, Oklahoma, Florida, Texas Tech, Creighton, Maryland, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Alabama as his other nine in the top ten along with Illinois. And he, he helped beat Florida too, right? 
in the second round? Yeah. Okay. Again, That's well, <laughs> Florida, I mean, I kind of looked at all, like, their front court situations. Like, Florida would 100% take him in a heartbeat because they literally have two bigs on the roster. And he's originally from Houston, and how many Texas teams did you just name there? I mean, most of them except for Texas and Baylor. Yeah. So every every other option to him there. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, there is a place for him at Illinois. Um but that's sort of just like there was a place for Dawson Garcia or Trey Mitchell or Christian Bishop or let me name every power forward that hasn't picked Illinois. Just uh, harping on the fact they're missing on people, Scott. Well, when you offer so many, you're <laughs> going to miss on a lot. You just have to get one. But that that power forward spot has been not only for Brad Underwood. Like John Gross struggled to find kind of that prototypical Big Ten power forward that hey, maybe you can be a, a modern four as well um coleman hawkins it could be that that guy that stretch four um but he, he played sparingly as a freshman and could be asked if things if there's no more additions could be asked to play a much more significant role this coming year well, speaking of coleman hawkins let's hear more from brad underwood on how some of the workouts are going or I don't guess they, they get to see too many of those, with, especially with them being gone, but they're in the hands of Adam Fletcher uh, for weight training, and uh, I'm sure there's some up and down on the court going on too. Yeah, I mean, the big part of it, especially since there was no real offseason last year, is getting in the weight room yeah. w- with Fletch, and especially you know, the freshmen sort of being you know, introduced to that, and even the transfers getting you know into a new you know, weight program. But you know, they do get out on the court and, and play some. And, you know, obviously do drills, but anything is better than last year where they just weren't even on campus. Here's what uh, Brad had to say about that. Very good. I've been very pleased. Uh, you know, we've taken it very slow. Uh, they're full-fledged in with, in with Fletch um, in terms of the weight room. That's the biggest key right now is getting some guys stronger. We did not have an off-season last year in the weight room, so guys like Corbello, Coleman, Hawkins, uh, huge offseason for them in terms of that, along with the freshmen. And, um, you know, they're all here other than Jacob. Uh, Jacob's been in um, uh, Japan playing with the Finnish national team, so great experience for him. Uh, but I've been very, very pleased. You know, and Omar coming from Florida and, and Alfonso coming from, from Utah to go along with our three freshmen. Uh, you see the maturity and, and of, of, our, uh, of, our, of our transfers. Uh, they've both come from very successful programs, uh, so that transition's been great. They fit us character-wise. Uh, I've been really excited with, with how they've dove into our culture of work. Uh, they both spend a lot of time in the gym, uh, and I'm excited as heck about our freshmen. They all offer something a little bit different talent-wise, but in terms of getting in the gym and working and, and, and diving right in, they've, they've been both feet into uh, to, to the work part. That's Brad Underwood earlier today at the Kendall Gill Golf Outing down at Savoy. We'll hear more from Kendall Gill and have more on the show for you coming up after this. Stay with us on Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. 546 Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie, and Alan from Montrose. What's going on, Alan? Yes, I just have a simple question. Since I haven't heard much about this, how many scholarships do we have left in basketball? There are two open right now. Okay. 
So they're banking on Kofi and maybe this guy out of uh, Oral Roberts. I mean, obviously they're saving one for Kofi should he want it back. Um, right. But they, they wouldn't necessarily – I mean, if Kofi returns, they wouldn't necessarily use the op- the remaining open scholarship. I mean, they could, certainly. But um, if they don't, that would give some flexibility when the next wave of players hit the portal for the next offseason, which will start probably sometime in December or January. So that would potentially allow an you know, addition for a, a midseason guy if that was – uh, a scenario that happened, but um, right now it's well, you know, Kofi and a, or, or another big of some sort. Next year we could have a lot of openings. Well, I think every college program in the country could say that because I mean, there's 1,700 some players in the portal this year. I expect that number to be pretty much the same next year. Um, so but I think if you don't have turnover like that, you're the anomaly now in college basketball. Yeah, exactly. Especially with this uh, new uh, new rule that got passed, I think every year is going to be a you, what you basically going to have to re-recruit even your own recruits. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean that's what they're doing with Kofi right now. Yeah, um, I, I wrote a headline in tomorrow's paper that I never thought I'd have to write when I, you know, when. Kofi Coburn committed to Illinois. I never have to thought I'd write, oh, Underwood, Kofi Coburn's re-recruitment is continuing. <laughs> like, it's just, it's uh, it's crazy. But that's the world we live in. He won't be the last one. All right, Alan, thanks. Good to hear from you. Appreciate it. Still got about uh, 12 minutes to call in if you'd like to, 217-356-9397. A few more words from uh, Kendall Gill. Again, he was in town for the 32nd. Kendall Gill, Cunningham Children's Home golf outing, 164 players in two waves down at Savoy today. Never imagined this type of longevity, 32 years. And, um, you know, I see a lot of the same faces that when I started the first year are still here. Um, and, and that lets you know how much people believe in the Cunningham Children's Home, believe in, in, in giving back to uh, their community. And, you know, it's quite evident. I mean, we're going to have a great turnout today. Uh, we raise money each and every year. I think something we've raised over a half a million dollars over the 32 years that we've been here. So, you know, it's just a great cause, and that's why we continue to come back year after year. And, and plus, I, I get to see all of my old guys like you, Steve, right? <laughs> Whose idea was it way back when? Uh, it was actually Sam Banks called me, and Sam was the original director here that, that brought me. and wasn't the original director of the Cunningham Children's Song, but was the, the director at the time. And, you know, had wrapped a couple of my games here and there, and, and he asked me would I come to the outing, and it wasn't named after me. Um, my name wasn't attached to it then, but I came one year, and then I, you know, I, I believed in the cause so much. I just said, you know what, why don't we attach my name to it? Let's get try to get more money through sponsorships and everything for the kids. And that's exactly what happened. That's Kendall Gill. 5.50 is the time. John Rothstein is reporting that uh, the transfer that we just talked about, Kevin O'Banner, has cut his list down to four that quickly. And Illinois is on it, Scott. I was just thankful that Illinois was on it because I wrote something for tomorrow <laughs> morning uh, about Kevin O'Banner. And if he had cut Illinois, then I was going to have to come up with something different but um yeah it's Illinois doesn't I mean I, I don't know if I'm surprised or not I mean because there's an opening for him I mean there's playing time to be had so I think that's 
a legitimate option for him. Alabama and Arkansas don't surprise me because, like, Eric Musselman in Arkansas is all in on the transfer portal. And then, you know, Nate Oates at Alabama has turned over, you know, a fair chunk of his roster as well this offseason. So, um, and the Alabama front court is pretty young. And so they could use him. And Texas Tech, you know, again, they, like, they, I think he would be a, a starter, you know, for them from day one. So, it's an interesting top four, and Illinois geographically uh, is clearly the outlier there, but I think from a playing time perspective, like, that makes sense. Yeah, and it sounds like he's uh, moving pretty quickly on this. Well, Saturday with the top ten, Monday with the top four, so uh, I don't know if two more days and he'll have a decision, maybe. Of course, maybe now he's got four, then he's got to really think about it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and stretch it out. You know, I really meant six. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, his decision, it's it's – Independent from from Kofi, because one they don't play the same position, and two, if Illinois had them both, then they're I think a top five team maybe in the country. A couple of golf notes here before we get uh, wrapped up uh, for you area golfers that may be interested in participating in a couple of things for the first time. The one round of the Twin City Golf Tournament uh, this year on uh, July the twenty fourth. That's a Saturday. Is going to be played on the Orange Course down at Savoy. Normally, it's at uh, the three country clubs, but this year's rotation is the Orange Course in Savoy and then Lincolnshire Fields on Sunday. Then the quarterback club outing is coming up. I talked to Mike Walner about both those things, starting with the Twin City. Yep, for the first time ever, we were fortunate to be able to be able to host the first round on the Orange Course. So we're really thrilled about doing that. It's coming up on Saturday, July 24th. We're really excited about it. The golf course is in really good condition. We're really proud of uh, what the guys have done out here and we're really proud to be able to host. If you want to sign up, registrations are at all the country clubs. We have some out here. I believe Legends has them as well. One thing a little different this year than in the past, uh, there is going to be an actual legitimate senior, super senior division, one total for both. You will play, you will have the choice to play the forward tees in that if you'd like. If you'd still rather play in the regular division and try to play 36 holes on Sunday, you could do that as well. But we've given you another option to uh, to do it, and you know, I think we'll hopefully get a few more people. It's July the 24th, and then on the 26th, you have the quarterback uh, club outing. Yes, we do. We're hosting the uh, quarterback club outing. Uh, if you want any information on that, go to the Illini Quarterback Club uh, website. You can print off the... Uh, the form send it in if you want to be a whole sponsor you can do that as well and if you just want to call out here to the golf shop and get a hold of me i can sign you up that way as well so you know we're doing kind of a different thing this year we've got the golf outing combined with the meet and greet which will be down at the elks club in savoy right down the street so they'll play golf in the morning and then go down to the elks for dinner afterwards that's Mike Walner. He's the director of golf at the U of I Golf Courses in Savoy. Give them a call if you have an interest in either one of those. Bob, I want to get your opinion on it's kind of football news relating to being vaccined and having a chance to maybe win a prize. Did you see this news release today from the university? Uh, the DIA is encouraging all Fighting Illini fans to get the COVID-19 vaccination before the upcoming football season by rewarding them with a chance to win a Memorial Stadium suite. 
for the Illinois football season opener against Nebraska on August 28th. Do, do they get the food there. with that or not? Do they get <laughs> all the food, the treats, all the drinks? I don't, I don't know that. I, I think maybe, right? I would think they would. I'm all for the vaccine, so I'm all for that idea. Fans, I think whatever you can do. Fans who enter have a chance to win a complimentary suite at Memorial Stadium for that game. The suite comes with 18, 18 tickets, four parking passes, as well as food and non-alcoholic beverages for those in Come attendance. Come on. What is alcohol? Illinois <laughs> will be giving away $500 shopping sprees at Game Day Spirit to two additional winners. And if you've been vaccinated, you can enter. You don't have to get right. vaccinated now. But yeah, I don't think I'd go get another one. <laughs> but to do it is www.vaccinefinder.org if you want information on how to do that. So some incentive there for Illini football. They haven't fans. said anything about whether or not you need to be vaccinated to go on the games this year. They haven't said that, have they? No, I don't, I don't think they have. have. I don't think... I don't think they will say that. No, but, I mean, it's 100% capacity. They've opened it up. So, yeah. so it's going to be, you're just going to count on the you're person to, next to you who mm-hmm. has been vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And there's a little motivation there. Uh, Champaign County has vaccinated 55% of its eligible population 12 years and older. If that number reaches 70% by the middle of August, August 15th, the DIA will give away a second suite on the season opener. So go get them, folks www.vaccinefinder.org. A final break, some final words after this. We're a couple of minutes away from 6 o'clock here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Bob, real quick, tell us more about what you're working on this week. Uh, I wrote about Kendall Gill tomorrow, about NIL, really good stuff from him, and uh, a lot of Olympic stuff coming for Sunday. Mr. Ritchie? Basketball. Just just always (laughs) basketball. (laughs) Never-ending Basketball saga. Matthew, what do you want to else you want? By the way, Scott, nice story yesterday on the Atkins Golf Club. Thank you. Very well done. Very well researched. I wish I had more time to talk about it, but Matthew, what else is coming up? I second that. Just go read Scott's story in Sunday's paper about all the, the renovations at Atkins Golf Club, and uh, we'll have more coverage coming up later this week. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank you, Steve. You're not here next week. We'll miss you. I'll be on vacation. Good for you. I might listen. I don't know. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be a podcast there you can listen to. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.